Welcome back to Death Metal. throat problems me too i got the same shit going on you got going i blew it out at the wrestling show on saturday screaming at the top of my lungs and then the heater fucks me up so bad i don't even think it's the weather change i think it's the goddamn heater dude the yeah, heater drives you out dude. dude whoever invented the heater like thank you for making it warm inside but also man kind of fuck you for drying me i feel like there's all these conspiracies in the world or health concerns linking back to like shit you eat and all types of things that you put in your body that could be slowly poisoning you. Well, what about the fucking heater, man? Because the only time I ever feel sick is when we start using the heater. Yeah. And I get so fucking dried. Well, it also just doesn't help, too. Like, Arkansas weather's so fucking crazy. So, literally, the day before our wrestling event, it was 80 fucking degrees. Yeah. And then the next day, <laughs> it was 35 degrees. You yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I don't even, I, I honestly feel like it might not be the weather so much as the heater. Because, dude, yeah. like I've had. It could just be a combination. Just like wake up with a fucking sore throat just because I'm so goddamn dry. Sure. Sucks dick, man. Yeah. I guess I need to get a humidifier, man. That's what I was telling my wife. I was like, man, probably, because we're both fucking, she's like way worse. She's sick. Do you get one of them or do you get two of them? You put like one on each side of the bed? No, you just get one for each room. Like if you're going to. Because I was going to say, dude, if you had to put one on each side of the bed, I'm jacking in my wife's. Yeah, I gotta make her take cover well, yeah. stall. <laughs> yeah, so that's like then you then you gotta have two. Yeah, <laughs> or just yeah. pissing it, dude. If she's being a cunt, they just fill it up with piss and <laughs> it turns it on. <laughs> God, I got such a bad case of piss lung. Yeah, dude. We just like got instantly diagnosed with piss lung, dude. You go to the hospital. Diarrhea like, would be crazy. If you I've seen this before. <laughs> you gotta. Fucking bad case of piss lung. We gotta get uh, penicillin and prednisol. Yeah, yeah, dude. They had this one humidifier that's pretty rocking. Where they, where it's got like the Vicks vapor shit in it. You just like pour it in the water. Yeah, it rules, dude. What do you mean, like continuously Vicks you? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How's it keep going? It just it's got like a liquid Vicks. You just drop it in the water. Oh, okay, so it's, dude. It's it's awesome. Because you said you just add the water, and I was like, did they make like? I know plastic's made out of petroleum yeah. and Vicks is petroleum. So did they somehow perhaps construct a plastic reservoir out of Vicks? Who knows? <laughs> Creamy. Yeah, I need a fucking snag one, dude. It stinks. Yeah. Get fucking throat fucked, dude. That, that's a, also what it made me think about, too, is like I got a lot of empathy for those girls that just do throat fuck pornography. Yeah, the next day, man, you know they got to. Yeah, because you're like. They, they, I never, I had watched that type of porn before and before experiencing what it was like to fuck a throat myself. Yeah. You don't understand. Like I thought it was just like, cause you go, a girl will gag, like they'll slurp on your meat and then it'll touch their uvula and they'll, ah! so I yeah. thought that was just going on, but no there, you can like get in the throat. Yeah. Like you just cram down in there and it's like an extra hole back there. Yeah. And so you got a fellow with like a eleven inch pipe yeah. sticking it to, you know, a couple inches down the old esophagus. Yeah. I mean, what's the mouth from chin to throat? Maybe five inches, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Five, six inches. So you get if you got a six inch from chin 
at your throat scenario, then you're opening up a four inch pocket into your throat. So it's yeah. just getting fucking pounded. I mean, dude, your tonsils are taking a fucking smackdown. Your uvula is getting fucking beat on. Yeah. You're fucking part of your body that's not supposed to, I guess food goes down there, but I was going to say like normally nothing would touch it. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, and the, you're talking about big long girthers too. Yeah. So it'd be like taking one of those super blow pops and swallowing it. Yeah. Just I, swallowing I feel like, it. I feel like, uh, you know, on the set they get like Vicks 44 spray. Sure. Then they got fucking recolas. Yeah, they gotta have. They some, gotta have like some throat, some shit. type of throat numbing protocol. But dude, do you think about? You ever just swallow a whole piece of ice? Yeah, that shit hurts. It sucks. <laughs> You're just like, oh, oh, ah. Yeah, they're just doing that for a living. Yeah, for a living. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, day in, day out, just yeah. getting punched in the throat. Yeah, paycheck to paycheck, man. And some of those fellas really go at it, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. A tough thrust. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, I got a lot of empathy after having a, a mildly sore throat when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's important to feel that. And that's why they do all talk like this. Yeah. Like if you've been doing porn for, you know, five, six years, you come out like, oh my God, stuff that. Yeah. Split me in half. Yeah. Crank my baster. Just all types of nasty talk. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Obviously, I don't fuck with porn. Don't like porn. Think porn's gay. Yeah. But I used to like that Gianna Michaels lady because she'd be like, oh, my God, just fucking pull apart my tea box. Yeah. I've got a lot of biscuits in me, and I want you to pull them out one by one. Yeah. Hey, you fucking pussy, you got to fuck my slit harder than that. Well. But, dude, the last time I saw some of her work, she was like, we got a fucking biscuits in the bakery today, eh, Papa? Yeah. <laughs> she got cooked up. Yeah, man. And you think that's got to be from just getting your throat torn apart. Something's going on. So, I mean, they're probably touching voice box, dude. Damn. They're getting caned. I mean, dude, some <laughs> of those fellas have got. <laughs> dude, they got pipes. Honkers. I mean, I'm looking pipes. at this, right? I, in my hand, I've got a, a 33.8. Fluid ounce bottle of water. It's uh, I would I mean it's twelve inches long, and uh, I would guess that's like what like a three inch diameter. Yeah, yeah, like three inch diameter. Where I mean, so much like I can't quite close my. Fi- There's probably an inch between. I'm trying to take her down, dude. Me closing my fingers around it. but i that there's a uh, there's guys that have something like that going on yeah man and just you know yeah yeah i mean you know giving them a pork and rearranging their organs they open them up man it's It's a wild thing to think good to have open dialogue (laughs) you ever think about like what if i had to kill a bunch of kids yeah and i don't want to get my hands dirty Uh uh-huh What's the swiftest way I could do it? What do you got? What? Brian says arsenic. Well, I don't say that. Brian says Sorry, blowing on the spot. What would you go with? Because uh, you don't know what arsenic is. I know what arsenic is. But you would, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget that he said that and just think about what you would. Man, um, I would say I just like. Uh, cut a tree down, let it fall on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of getting your hands dirty, though. Yeah, it's getting dirty, but like you don't use better. I didn't even know he was there. Yeah. Well, I think definitely poisoning would be the thought. Yeah. But I would try to like 
you know, maybe get some substance in like the coolest new Elmo doll or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So when they squeeze it, <coughs> well, dude, somebody in Chicago went ape, went ham. Yeah. Went fucking bonkers, dude. Went off the frame, went with certified sicko mode. Yeah. In the 80s. Tired of them. And this is one of the wildest. Uh, it's like one of the smoothest serial killings. Which obviously, if you ever thought that somebody was glorifying serial killing, that would be hilarious. And I know people have people have done that, but they've like reviewed our podcast and been like, you're glorifying something terrible. Oh, it's like, well, God. I mean, kind of, dude. It's like, you know, you shouldn't be killing people. It's fascinating. When people but also, if, you, if you're killing people... And you did it in a way that other people haven't done before. You got to give them some kind of respect. Yeah. It's like you were innovative. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You had an idea that someone else hadn't had before. Well, you know, that's like, you know, being innovative, um, it creates a new playing field. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And this did, I mean, dude, this, what we're talking about today changed the way a lot of shit's done, man. Yeah. Like there's there was some fucking repercussions from this. Like shit changed. Like opening sure. a motherfucking package will never be the same. Like, dude, I'll tell you this, you know, we I don't think you would call what we live in a food desert per se, but like all we have is Kroger and Walmart. Yeah. And so like close to me is a Walmart neighborhood market. And I go to Sam's a bunch, so it's just like almost all the shit that I buy is like Walmart brand. It's usually way cheaper, just as good. But where they're cutting corners at is, like, for sure packaging. Like, everything from fucking Walmart is so goddamn hard to open. Sure. Something I've noticed recently is, like, you buy a name brand thing, cereal, chips, meat, whatever the fuck it is. It's all pretty, like, cheese especially. Cheese might be the marker. If you buy a Sargento, dude, you grab that corner, rip that shit right off. Yeah. Whenever you grab the great value brand, it's a fight. Yeah. They, you really got to, like, that's what happened is, like. It's a real son of a bitch. Let's say Sargento is $4. The yeah. great value is $3. Well, sure. they're getting that dollar back by your labor. Yeah. But you having to open that shit. You got to bite it, cut it, pinch it, all types of dumb shit. Bad shit. But all that safety-oriented packaging, you can pretty much trace back to, like, this particular fucking incident. Now, September 29th, 1982 started off the same day for a lot of people. And you got to think we're in Chicago, so it's probably like, God damn, it's the fucking rough day over there at the post office. The Bears are having the hell of a fucking year so far, and I just want to get myself a Polish and a couple of old Milwaukee's and go sit on my fucking ass and try to be 600 pounds over there. Yeah. Went to fucking work down at at the mine or the mill or whatever the fuck we do in Chicago. At the fucking uh, office building over there. And golly gee. Yeah. It just really took it out of me. I got a fucking bad headache. I think I'm going to head over to the Walgreens and maybe get something for the headache there. Uh Well, there's the Tylenol. Oh, let me sneak right past you real quick and get me this package of Tylenol here. Yeah. It's probably something like that. Yeah. You know, trying to drive home and learn how to drive, you fucking jag off. Yeah. Scream a lot. Yeah. Polished. Always got like Just a fucking nitro on deck in case you're about to have one, you know? Polished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I don't know how it happened or when it happened. I didn't even like my wife's Polish. Yeah. But other than that, I've had very limited interactions with Polish people. 
But dude, it's something about the. I think it's just the Chicago. greater Chicago land area, dude. Well, Chicago's like there's, there's so many fucking something poles about over it, there. Own the that that fucking the way they talk. Yeah, it only comes from food, dude. Oh yeah, the heavy Definitely. breathing. Sausage. Whenever they first moved there, they Beats. sounded like us. But then what happened was on every single street corner, something that sells. Uh, Fucking hoagies, or like that that same hoagie bread covered in fucking beef and cheese, soaked in the juice from the beef. Yeah. Or a fucking two pound hot dog with fries for three dollars. Uh, fucking pizza puffs. The like yeah. just a fucking fried deep fried hot. It's pocket. just it's it's so fucked up when you go to a place and the dude and they got rocking ass food, right? So yeah, ribs. But you go in and they're like for seven fifty, you can have. Three large fries. Yeah. Two hot dogs on pizza puff and a <laughs> yeah. pitcher of beer, dude. Sure. And they're not just like, not just, you know, that's that's one serving. So the pitcher of beer is like definitely for like at least two or three people. Yeah. But it's your pitcher. Sure. It is, it's a plus in that. And it's always old style. In Chicago, you don't see, in my experience, I don't live there. So if you live there, don't be a fucking fruit about this. But it, you don't see near as much like uh, corporate fast food. Which is great. Like, there's not Taco Bells or McDonald's <laughs> on every fucking corner. There's a few McDonald's, but not near as much. Like, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like there's more here. Like, we are in a town of 30,000 people, and we've got five McDonald's. Yeah. But there, it's all, you know, local. It's all fucking Arabian dudes uh, sweating over onions that have been there since, you know, last week. It's just an infinite pile of onions in Greece that doesn't get changed with fucking camel fucking love sweat. It, just like dudes... Who in another life would have been fucking hand weaving carpets with their teeth out of camel hair that yeah. wanted the dream and came over here and opened up a place where they deep fried pockets of dough with sauce, cheese, and meat in them and decided, like, oh, baby, you take the hot dog, you put on the bright green relish, and you put on the sporty pepper. I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the pepper that don't play the sport. I like the sporty pepper. I take the pepper, the pepper play the baseball, the pepper play the football. I put the pepper on the. I don't know a, f- a fucking sports pepper, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, there's one flying here. It's it, uh, found its way to both of us the whole time. And not me. But yeah, dude, it just middle. I mean, then just you know, fuck, just chest hair out, like awful fucking service, yeah, dude. Just buttoned ang- up shirt. aggro, pissed, that's so mad. Bright gold fucking rings. Well, I mean, watches. they're making so they, you know, they're making fifty cents for every meal they put out, so yeah. they got to sell ten thousand of them in a day. But I guarantee, like before that happened in Chicago, people were just normal white people. They talk like this, but then twenty four seven, they're just pounding fucking old styles. Everyone that lives in Chicago that's over the age of 30, when people continuously drink alcohol and their fucking pores get to the, like the size of dimes yeah. and their fucking nose grows eight times the size and their ears grow eight times the size and their fucking cheeks are all deep red and there's veins on their face, like red veins splotching everywhere. Purple ones. And then just like, you know, God gave you a body. Uh, some people are huge like us, you know, six foot something tall. He gave you a body, and there's parameters to that. Here's here's for what your body type you're supposed to weigh. How yeah. This is how much mass you should put on this frame. 
Everyone there said, fuck you, God. I'll do whatever I want to. Outside of the parameters. And they've just blown the frame away. All of them. Dude, I get, you know, I don't even think they, they only sell wide shoes in Chicago. Like, you know how when you've had shoes for a few years, your fucking feet hang over the insole? That they come like that in Chicago already. <laughs> like anything that people touch there is blown away. Blown, the man. bus seats, the subway seats. Every single time I see somebody on a bike, that the tires flat. <laughs> it's, like, it's like all the things made for regular people. They've just fucking busted it to smithereens with their fucking <laughs> yeah, goddamn yeah, mass over there. And so what's happened in that process is like their vocal cords and their nasal passages have also gained weight. So they just went from a normal type of speech to fucking, oh, oh man, I really didn't see the pile of fucking old style brats over there because if I could get five more fucking brats, I definitely would do that. I didn't mean to trip on the brats. You know what? They've been on the ground for a few minutes. What's it fucking matter, huh? I'll pick it up and I'll put it on the fucking pile of onions over here and we'll yeah. eat it together. Okay, how's that sound? Yeah. If I eat it, would you eat it? I hate brats so no. And they just get fucking, and they drink at two, dude. Again, we're from a rural area, so happy hour is like a novel concept. It's not, and it's packed there too. So it's like, we don't know anything about working in an office, getting off work, going to the bar in the same building and getting fucking tanked. But they yeah. do that every day. They drink at lunch and yeah. then go back to work in the office and they get fucking hammered after That's work. It's pretty cool. And no, I got, look, I got no <laughs> problems with it except for the hell it reeks on your body. And yeah, then the hell yeah. it reeks on your vocal cords to where you just fucking, hey, I fucking hammered right now. Yeah. <laughs> just sweating. Yeah. I mean, dude, how it's the Windy City. It really is. Like, I was there one time. There's so many fucking meatball knuckled fucks. <laughs> I mean, dude, I was there one time. And, uh, like, I mean, it was like May. And I was doing comedy. And uh, shout out to my buddy Jason Melton. He gave me edibles. And uh, I already know better than to take weed. But I was like, oh, fuck it, dude. I got nothing to do all day. Uh, the package said, like, I think it maybe said 100 milligrams, and there was four things in there. So I was like, well, each of them are 25 milligrams, so if I just eat half of one, I'll be cool. But no, yeah. each thing was 100 milligrams, yeah, so I got, so got fucking fucked. ripped. And I'm, like, wearing a jacket, and I'm sweating in one spot of the city where it's, like, open. I'm in a park. I'm by the zoo. The zoo's free there. And I'm like, I'm taking my shirt off, and I just start wandering around. It was, like, right when we first started uh, doing band stuff, so we were, like, doing interviews. I just blew off an interview because I was too high to even comprehend the whole thing. And then as soon as I got to where there was buildings at, it was so windy, I was freezing. (laughs) And I was so high that my brain didn't go, like, hey, you could just put your shirt and jacket back on. I just walked around with a backpack and no shirt, fucking hard-nippled, freezing (laughs) fucking cold when I was – it was, like, Uh, 70 degrees outside, so – and I'm talking about, dude, these people will be wearing shorts and fucking punishing Skechers the same way that, you know, Lex Luthor would do to Gotham City yeah, until shakedowns, Superman man. would catch up to him. <laughs> I mean, just annihilating Skechers, dude. Like, uh, you know, hardcore Bob Holly came out and threw a scale at him, just blowing him away. Yeah. And they're sweating profusely, and it feels like it's negative 15 degrees when it, the wind's blowing. So it's just an unhealthy place. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't like poison health food here is what the whole rant is trying to sure. point to. So imagine you're working all day. You got a fucking headache because you don't take care of yourself. You worked. Uh, you come home. You got to fucking you get to take care of this shit. You want to lay down. You want to get a pain reliever in you. So you pick you up a package of Tylenol. Uh, September 29th, 1982. 
Adam Janis, 27 years old. He lives in Arlington Heights. He fucking comes home, takes a Tylenol, goes to lay down, fucking strokes out right there. You know, it's the 80s, so his wife didn't dial 911. And they're Polish, Polish immigrants. Yeah. Dials fucking 911. No, calls the neighbors. The neighbors come to try to, try to check on the guy. They're like, we got to call 911. Yeah, they call 911. The cops good. get there first, and the ambulance get there. They have no idea what's going on because it's not like there's any indicators. Like, he's a healthy dude. He's a fucking Pole. They've, like, recently immigrated, from what I understand. Yeah. And he's just, fuck his wife's like, oh, my fucking... Herber derby derby herky sturky and they're trying to take care of him dude but he's all glazed over they get him to the hospital then his fucking brother stanley falls out stanley's wife Teresa falls out and i mean adam's tw- adam's 27 stanley's 25 Teresa's 19 like they're all young and healthy so they got no clue what's going on and then fast forward to the next couple days uh mary kellerman she's 12 years old she lives in elk grove village um she had taken a Tylenol and passed away. They don't even know about that yet because it's a little bit outside the scope of where they're at. So all these people are coming into the hospital over this two-day period. Then you have Mary McFarlane of Elmhurst. She's 31 years old, Paul Prince. So these are all, like, people that shouldn't be yeah, yeah, falling out. in this situation, you know, and the, they can't figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, Mary Reiner of Winfield caught a fucking Tylenol to the dome. And then... In the second day, like the doctor that has been working on most of these patients is like, I mean, you didn't have the internet then. So he's like scouring through medical books and he's in like, uh, you know, when they're at Adam's house and they came back for Stanley, like they're trying to resuscitate Stanley and then Teresa fucking stroked out right in front of him. So, like, the paramedics knew instantly then, like, yo, this isn't heart attacks. There's something going on. But they yeah. have no, like, you can't just get on. Like, when I go to the doctor now, like, my doctor's cool and open. This is why I like her. Because you go to a general practitioner and they always try to act like they know everything instead of just, like, being like, this is outside of my scope. Yeah. I'm going to immediately refer you to a specialist. She showed me, like, the thing that doctors use where you're telling them symptoms. That's why they always have a laptop with them. They're typing in the symptoms and it's giving them like a list of things that could possibly be. And then they have to kind of like suss it down and, and it gives them questions. So it's like, Oh, I'm not getting boners. And they're like, well, why is, do you think that's happening? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like I'm older and they'll ask you symptoms like leading you towards Viagra. It's yeah. like, is this also happening? Can you pee fine? Like, has any has your dick been broken? Has anything happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't have that database. They have to, like, literally look through medical books that they have on hand. And the dude essentially knows it's some type of poison because it's happened so concurrently. And especially with that case with the paramedics, they're like, this happened in the same house. He's, like, calling poison control centers trying to figure out what it could possibly be. And he's able to piece together, like, okay, this all came from Tylenol. So the rush is, like, that's what they all had in common. They had taken Tylenol. And he figured that out because uh, Mary Kellerman was like somebody like an ambulance driver or somebody that worked in the hospital's niece or cousin or something like that. Once he heard that they had taken Tylenol, he was like, well, that's fucking crazy. Like my 12 year old family member had taken Tylenol and died today, too. So then they know and they got to get the word out to the news. And again, there's no Internet. So it's like, how many people are going to hear it? You got radio and TV that can immediately get it out. But you don't have like you have the news at 10. 
and then you have the paper the next morning and then like radio can start pumping it out. But it's like hard to let everybody know, like, do not fucking take Tylenol. And they get the word out, but still it's like, it's going to happen. And like, <clears throat> they're also taking the Tylenol from people. And in the Janice household, uh, four out of the 44 remaining Tylenol had enough cyanide in each one of them to kill three adults. Yeah. So somebody pumped it full of fucking cyanide. Sure. And then now it's like, you got to put the pieces like what had happened here. So they are looking at the bottles of Tylenol because just like most things, it says where they're manufactured. And this is another thing it led to is like serial numbers on the stuff. Cause yeah. so now in the future, companies are going to have to start figuring out if something goes wrong. Like, well, now we need to figure out when it was made, where, like, the exact moment that it got made and what we need to do to figure out how to keep this from happening, how it happened. Because, dude, if people are getting poisoned from your product, you can pretty much call it a day. Now, sure. obviously, that didn't happen to Tylenol. We all know about Tylenol. But it can sink your shit. So it's going to be, like, a major concern on a lot of levels, which in America, obviously, the number one factor that pushes anything getting done is cash. Yeah. So it's hurting Tylenol in the pocketbooks like right away. So they want to get this solved ASAP. So now by the time the next day rolls around, it's national news and people are throwing their fucking Tylenol in the trash. So it's detective time. They start looking at these capsules and figure out where they came from. Um, The ones that they have their hands on that they know people have died from, they find out were manufactured in two different locations, Pennsylvania and Texas. And because they came from different states and manufacturing plants altogether, that kind of susses out that it happened there at Tylenol. And it says like, yo, this must've happened in a store. So then they got to start trying to like backtrack what store people went to. Which basically means some sick fuck is now, intentionally cyanide people in the streets of Chicago. Yeah. And dude, again, you heard everything I was just saying about Chicago. I like Chicago, but if I was living there, I could totally see reaching a fucking boiling point. Yeah. You got a little fucking three-year-old kids talking like this. Fucking uh, to mom, you get me a couple sausages? I mean, fucking just got out of school today. Come on. I fucking starving over here. Yeah. Fuck. And the fucking Cubs aren't going to win the series again. Yeah. Give me a couple kielbasers. You know, fucking, yeah, they make pacifiers that are f- fucking sausage flavored here. I bet they do. Yeah. I bet you get like a cabbage and sausage flavor. Dude, they probably have those fucking baby bottle pops that's just fucking <laughs> sausage dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking fun dip with like a sport pepper pouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And the fucking stick is just Polish flavored. I don't fucking want no spicy peps, Bob. I want some sweet boys. You can give me the sport peppers. I'll tell you, dude, if I could go, I mean, including fine cuisine, if I was given a list of places that I could go eat, Portillo's is going to be like way near the top. Fuck yeah, man. That Italian beef, because you can get an Italian beef. You can actually get a Polish sausage in the Italian beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even better than that is to just go and get like Italian beef, a, a Maxwell Street Polish, yeah. and a Chicago style hot dog, and then a fucking cake shake. Where I've personally witnessed what they do is they take an entire slice of chocolate cake, shove it into soft serve, and then mix it up milkshake style. Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, that I I probably ate a 20,000-calorie meal there. Yeah. 
between all that shit. Yeah, I remember like us just like working all day and not eating anything and then going there after we yeah. worked and just being like, fuck. Just pounding it. And that beef is wild, dude. I mean, they Good. take, it's ingenious. They cook fucking roast beef in liquid all day long. And they they take the roast beef and shave it and put it back in the liquid. Yeah. And they get the hoagie roll. And they put the roast beef on the hoagie roll. Oh, yeah. And then what they, you can get it to where they just take extra gravy and put it on the top of the beef. Uh-huh. Or you can just have them take the hoagie and dip it into yeah. the al juice before you get a hold of it. And you get peppers on it. You can get cheese on it. You can get onions on it. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, dude, I'm going to look. I love a Philly cheesesteak, but I think I'd rather have an Italian beef. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they're both up there. It's. But that motherfucker is so good. Yeah, man. And so flavorful. Yeah, there's just something about beef broth, too, man. I know, dude. And just a wet. And see, when you look at a piece of shit food like biscuits and gravy, Uh and then you look at a king food like this, don't you see where there's problems with biscuit and gravy based on this? No. So you're retarded. No. So you're t- again, you're taking the driest, worst uh-huh. piece of bread and you're splitting it in half yeah. and you're putting not what's not even a real gravy. Yeah. You're putting essentially a, a shitty bechamel yeah. on top of the biscuit uh-huh. and then eating it as opposed to the way that bread and gravy should be consumed, which is, again, all the moisture came from slowly cooking a giant piece of beef. Yeah. And then you take a delicious, well-crafted, moist piece of bread. Yeah. Not a dry, you know, a biscuit, you mix it up and you put it in the oven. And from point A to point B, the entire process takes about 15 minutes, including baking time. Yeah. You take a, a hoagie uh-huh. where you have to make the dough, uh-huh. knead the dough, yeah. let the dough proof. Knead it again, let it proof again, shape it, and then bake it. Sure. A biscuit, you just mix it together. It can Uh even be a lumpy piece of shit fucking god-awful batter. You take a spoonful of it, and you put it on a greasy sheet pan. Yeah. And you put it in the oven. Uh Uh-huh. It starts as shit, Uh and it ends up as shit. It has the same ingredients that the gravy has in it, too. So, again, back to the the good product to where you've got an impeccably handcrafted piece of bread in front of you. And then you load it up with a tender, delicious meat that's cooked in its own moisture for 12 hours. And then it itself has secreted more moisture into the moisture. And you've got onions in there and carrots in there and celery in there and spices in there. And then on the gravy side, you've got salt and pepper and sometimes shitty Jimmy Dean sausage. And this immaculate pot full of just wet meat. Yeah. And you take this artisanal. It's The bread's got a crunch on the outside uh-huh. and it's soft and springy on the inside. And you just put it down into that liquid. I got you. Now. You're talking about biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Now, what's the other thing you're talking about? An Italian beef. What's the first word in that name? Italian. 
Okay, that's why <laughs> you've picked that over biscuits and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could name it any type of beef. It's great. It is better than biscuits and gravy. I'm not saying it's the same. It, it, it but they're, they're a very similar item when you look at it. You have bread, meat, and gravy all uh-huh. packaged into one thing, right? Yeah. So it's honestly the closest food I can compare to that to let you know why one of them is complete trash and one of them is incredible. It, it's just a different combination of bread, meat, and gravy. That's it. I don't see how you don't see why one fucking sucks. <laughs> like, this is a shit item. I don't feel like a uh, majority of people will agree with you. I feel like uh, they think it you're doesn't matter. a retard. <laughs> no, it's not. You know what's going to make you retarded is just munching flour with flour on top of it. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get retarded. That's how your kids I mean, you get retarded. That. If you eat that's that how your day, kids, yeah. kids get retarded. That's what people do. But if you eat a fucking Italian beef every day. No, it's not good for you, but I guarantee your body is taking it in way better. Because look, if it, the, where all the carbohydrates come from is the piece of bread yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. And, and again, the bread is just a vessel for the meat to go into your body. Uh-huh. That's the, it's like you could just eat the roast beef, but you might have some shit to do. So you, you really can't sit down and like munch roast beef with carrots and everything. So they've taken the product and conveniently manufactured it to where they will put it in a piece of bread and wrap it up. So you could just eat the roast beef that your body needs for nourishment. Granted, the bread's not the best thing for you. But the fact is, it's more beef than bread. It's a it's a portable container. To eat biscuits and gravy, you are committing to being a piece of shit. Yeah. You're sitting down with the willful intention of ingesting pure processed carbohydrates yeah. at a table. And the chances of you wait... I don't ever see people eat a biscuit with some gravy on it is another thing. Yeah. It's always eight biscuits. With yeah. a fucking load of gravy. Sure. So you're eating two bags of flour. Can I can I make you some SBNG before you leave? <laughs> no. Even though what it is? Because you're going to say something like... <laughs> 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 you're going to say something like fucking slammed butt guac or something crazy like that. I suck butt jizz. I don't know, like, I know you. No, man, it's sex biscuits and gravy. Yeah, just, no, you can't make that for I me. I just come on my balls and you gotta suck it. No, I don't want that either. <laughs> we were talking about acronyms at work, dude, and every time somebody's like, a TDP, we were like, oh, fuck, man, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, it ain't whatever. Titty taint pussy, whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Anything that has a letter in it, that letter is going to be a genital. I'm so glad that, that, like, when we have to do trainings, it's like usually the people that we've hired have got kids of humor. So yeah. they're just like, okay, man. So, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we at this point, and this is completely my fault, probably have, I would say, one-fourth of our episodes are anti or pro biscuit and gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the fucking Tylenol situation. <laughs> at hand. I just can't help it, man. It's like when I think yeah. about, and I don't even know why I thought about it. It just infuriates me. <laughs> Oh, I know what led us down this road is I'm just thinking like this dude that lives in Chicago has had enough yeah. of the Chicagoland nonsense, which that's not even a biscuits and gravy. And I, biscuits and gravy could push me to the brink, dude. Yeah, I could tell. Like when I see a table full of people yeah. with, you know, four Cracker Barrel biscuits split open and just pouring gravy all over it, I yeah. want to fucking stop them from having a future generation of them. Well, they say, man, the eyes are the window to people's soul. 
And you know, when you start getting upset about biscuits and gravy, it goes from a nice circular thing to a fucking gator eye. <laughs> it's just disgusting, man. Yeah. You got to at least admit that. Like That's watching not good for you. I mean, no. Just saying, when you go to like when you see people eating them, like when you're in the experience and you're also eating them, it's one thing. But if you just see a table full of slobs at Cracker Barrel sure. munching, fucking just dragging sausage through, ugh, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a. Ugh. They don't even have good biscuits and gravy there. Yeah, but people love it. Yeah. That's what they're ordering. Yeah, they bring you biscuits with your food too. The so Dodge Store's like, got the number one. They're gonna get gravy. no. Yeah. They don't. And even if they do, that's like having the fucking number one small dick of all time. <laughs> it's, it stinks. Like, no, it stinks, you know? It shouldn't have it. Oh, man. I can't. And that's, it bums me out, too, to know you're going to the dollar store and looking at that and being like, mm. The dollar store? The dodge store. That's dodge what I said, store, too. Yeah, yeah. So you're going in there, and what you're looking at is a fucking case full of fried food, and you just see biscuits sitting under a warming lamp with gravy yeah. in a styrofoam container under a warming lamp, infusing with toxic plastic lid saran wrap that they also put on it for whatever reason. Yeah. And styrofoam, dude, just soaking up foam. You're basically <laughs> eating a half of the ingredients of napalm. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was like, God, I wonder why I fucking breathe so crazy. Well, look no further than a fucking Dodge store saran wrapped styrofoam plastic container full of gravy that you're shoveling down your fucking gullet. Yeah. Stop. I haven't had biscuits and gravy in a while, man. Thank you. I want it. Don't. This conversation, uh, I think I'll bring something with me to work. I will slap it out of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be around it. it I can't Libby me, sausage dude. gravy too. It infuriates me. Ugh. And I'll eat it cold. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'll eat the dough cold. Oh. <laughs> I'll just crack a can of grains open and start eating the dough. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping it in the fucking cold gravy. I mean, if you got that level of commitment, then, you know, okay. <laughs> I'll be sick, but it'll still be funny to I'll watch. I'll microwave the uncooked dough. Shit. I know people have microwaved Grand's Biscuits. Yeah, well, there's dude. probably microwave instructions on the package. I would yeah. almost guarantee it, dude. <laughs> this country is bad, man. It's a bad place. That's, I mean, the dude's, you know, you're in Chicago and you're seeing people just fucking snapping in. The only meat. That they have there, besides from Italian beef, it snaps when you bite it. Like, you don't get yeah. a steak in Chicago. You just snap into stuff. It's like a Slim Jim economy. This yeah. Thick Jims, it's just all polar sausages, bratwurst, hot dogs, everything in a casing. Just fucking, yeah, just real nice fucking snap to that red hot. Yeah. Just fucking crunching, and, and <laughs> everything's got bread on it, dude. I mean, there's not one. Like, you have to go out of your way and pay $500 to get... A Brussels sprout in Chicago. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare over there. So this dude is probably walking the streets and looking around at all these goddamn fucking chewed gum looking pieces of shit. Yeah. Fucking, hey, haven't had enough fucking gin today. How about I buy a round? And lost his goddamn mind and said, dude, there's nobody doing anything about this. <laughs> and it has to be done. Yeah. Like, have you not been in Chicago for long enough that you're just like, why is this here? Yeah. Like, how are these people alive? Why are they alive? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> this has five to, minutes. This has All to it end. Yeah. This has to go. Yeah. And New York's the same but different. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just Philadelphia's the same but different. Yeah. It's you know, uh Jersey's the same but, but it, different. But, you know, yeah. Chicago, you just got the the it's Polish people. And German people. Yeah. And they're equally disgusting. 
I wouldn't. They're close. They're closely related to the level of disgust that Italian people bring to me. Yeah. So in New York, you just have Italians and Jews sprinkling the streets with their fucking quirks and perks, and I hate that too. <laughs> so I can I fully get why someone went off the fucking reservation and started <laughs> fucking spraying cyanide yeah, yeah, yeah. into goddamn Tylenol balls because they've had enough. Yeah. You spend two minutes in New York City, and it's just like, hey, why don't you fucking watch, will you? Oh, my, I didn't know I was so close to your proximity there. Maybe you should turn the temperature down a little bit. Yeah, You know, you got every type of business in New York. You got guys trying to sell fake Armani cologne all the way up to guys trying to fucking sign you to a multi-million dollar record deal to give you $10. Yeah. You got the people who control the banks and you got the people that fucking control the goddamn sausage industry. It's just a fucking mess over there, dude. <laughs> it's all bad, dude. I'm not cut out for city life, dude. Yeah. I've never, I mean, thank God I've never been around Jewish people in my life. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, dude, you know, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Kanye's cut the tape off. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we've already been, you know. Have you seen him bust the phone out with the? Yeah, the man, I said that to you. Dude, oh yeah, it's dude, so funny. It's man. incredible. Look, man, I don't think anyone that listens to us is in any way mad at Kanye. I'll give you a little disclaimer. Do we really hate Jews? Of course not. But yeah. is it really, really? really funny because here's the thing man it's naughty to not like jews yeah, yeah, yeah because hitler killed a bunch of them and then before that the fucking pharaoh killed a bunch of them like historically the jews have not had a great time no. allegedly because what they could also be doing is making a false narrative so you're not allowed to say anything bad about them <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm it's like dude okay so what you're trying to tell me is precisely six million of these guys perished yeah and henceforth no one can say anything bad about them. Well, meanwhile, I could sit here all day and be like, dude, do you know what is disgusting? Armenians. Yeah. Yuck. They're loud. They have unibrows. Why does their hair go from the tip of their knuckles to the top of their head to connect to their eyebrows to connect to their cheeks? Like they're just one solid piece of hair. Sure. They all wear too much cologne. They all wear shirts too tight. They fucking smell like uh a peppermint plant with uh, a fucking turkey's asshole inside of it. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got genocided. Russian yeah. people. Dude, you can say anything. Everyone hates Russia right now. They got genocided. You can, dude, you could beat up a Russian person right now just for being Russian. Yeah. But again, conveniently, there's a couple pictures of big piles of shoes. With no one's feet in them to keep you from saying these people stink. Yeah. But there's no teeth. <laughs> there's just not a lot of evidence uh, as long as I'm getting it. And I'm just saying they could have made a false narrative. I don't think they did. It just, they could have. Yeah. We couldn't do that. Yeah. Because we have no control over the media. <laughs> but if we did control the media, we'd be able to make people think whatever we wanted to, right? Yeah. And what Kanye was trying to illustrate with an important graph is that when it comes to the top 10 companies in media, you know, 90% of the people that work there are the same people that are telling us that 6 million of their grandparents perished. Yeah. 
it's a little convenient. <laughs> God damn it, boy. Uh, they're coming for us now. <laughs> oh, nobody cares about us. We're white. Uh, yeah, man. What a world. Yeah, so, I mean, dude, Kanye could snap. I think he has. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, he hasn't killed anybody yet. No, no, no. He's cooped, though. He tried to go to Skechers. That's the, people have overlooked that. That's truly the funniest part of the Kanye West saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he got canned by Adidas, and I don't know what happened. It's probably overblown by the JM. But Adidas was like formed by the Nazis, wasn't it? Yeah, that's another thing that kind of rocks about the whole deal. It's like uh, he's wilding out so much. A company that was made. And helped the not not only, I don't think they were Nazis, but they helped the Nazis. Yeah. They assisted, and they're going no, <laughs> you can't. Nuh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say that. I mean, he went on that Drink Chance podcast and goes, "I can say anti-Semitic stuff, and Adidas won't do anything about it." Yeah, that rules, man. Well, I mean, he's like definitely trying to get, fi- you know, he was trying to get that. That Lex Friedman shit is number one fucking. But then man. he showed up at Skechers. Yeah, and Skechers was like, "No, <laughs> they made him leave, dude." Imagine getting booted by Skechers. You got to shape up, man. I mean, not only are Skechers layers because they made shape offs, but every single shoe they have is like a knockoff of a famous shoe. Yeah, everyone they just like they're the only original Skecher design that ever happened was shape ups. Yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, for them to tell Kanye to take a fucking hike, they're either like Asics. Or they're like air walks. No, dude, they've got uh, somebody we know. I was dying about this. If you would have seen it, you'd have been dying too. They got essentially an Air Max 360, yeah. but it's a Sketcher. And I've seen them online, and they're like 100 bucks. Yeah. So somebody spent $100 on a pair of Sketchers. I already know who it is. Yeah. I already know who it is. It's the S. <laughs> it's just what a weird fucking shoe yeah. company. And then, like, well, how was that where Kanye went? Like, what are you doing at Skechers, man? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could have been a genius move, too, where he's like, I'm so fucking cool that I can make the dumbest thing cool. Yeah. That would have been a cool move. Yeah. But anyway, yo, he's wilding. Yeah. And this guy was wilding, too, dude. He tried to take him down. Now, the biggest problem with this story, and I've gone on so much, there, there's a lot of anticlimactic stuff with this anyway. Because I'll tell you, the main hits that got taken here were the companies. Johnson Johnson, they manufactured Tylenol. At the time, there was 31 million bottles in circulation, which is $100 million in 1982, which is equivalent to $281 million in 2001. So they took an L on all that. And then they had to right away tell people to not take any product with acetaminophen in it because they didn't know where it came from and yeah. better safe than sorry. And then somebody did a copycat, a, cu- a couple of people did copycat things, but somebody did, it was strychnine in, in uh, California. So on October 5th, dude, they pulled all Tylenol. Tylenol said, get rid of it. Uh, during the in- initial investigation, a man named James William Lewis was accused of sending a letter to Johnson and Johnson demanding a million dollars for the cyanide induced murders to be stopped. He was arrested and convicted of extortion sentenced to 10 years in prison. 
During the trial, attorneys for Lewis claimed that he only intended to focus the attention of authorities on his wife's former employer, which uh, he was basically trying to take another guy down. Investigators tried to conclude in 2009 that he was responsible for the poisonings, despite the fact that they didn't have enough evidence to charge him. 2010, they submitted his DNA samples and fingerprints to authorities, and Lewis said if the FBI plays it fair, he has nothing to worry about. He continues to deny all the poisonings. I don't think he did it. I think what he did was saw an opportunity to try to blackmail a giant company like Johnson & Johnson. Again, there's no internet, so like you can have a crazy idea with that, and th- it's perfectly feasible to think that you could possibly get away with it. Yeah. But he probably, of course, never thought far enough ahead, like, how am I going to get this money covertly? Like, nothing like that. Just like, yeah. I see a window of opportunity here, and I'm going to take it. Well, yeah. obviously, when that happens, they're going to immediately assume, like, yo, this guy did the fucking thing. Yeah. He didn't do the thing. He was just trying to come up on a million bucks. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, But he went down for 10 years as a result of that. A second man, Roger Arnold, was identified, investigated, and cleared of the killings. He had a nervous breakdown due to the media attention, which he blamed on Marty Sinclair, who was a bar owner in the summer of 1983. Arnold had shot and killed John Stanisha, who was a computer consultant and father of three, who was leaving a bar with multiple friends whom he mistook for Sinclair. (laughs) Cooped it, dude. Arnold was convicted of the killing in January of 1984 and served 15 years of his 30-year sentence for a second-degree murder, saying in 1996 from prison, I killed a man, a perfectly innocent person. I had choices. I could have walked away. He passed away in jail of June 2008. And, I mean, you know, he just thought that this guy, Marty Sinclair, blamed him for the, the guy that got him in trouble. Shit. The media was all over him, which that would ruin your life at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if people thought that you could have possibly killed a kid and several young adults by poisoning Tylenol and they put that story out. This is obviously why the media is always fucking irresponsible as shit. Like they put it out. They have no evidence. They are. They're just throwing you as the guy. You're not going to be able to clear yourself from that. No one that knows you is going to see you and be like, oh, yeah, you definitely didn't do it. Yeah. Old crazy. So he tried to take revenge. and <laughs> You just killed the wrong fucking guy, man. God damn. There's a lady named Lauren Day, Lori Dan. She poisoned and shot a bunch of people in May 1988 on a pure fucking rampage in Winteca, Illinois. They briefly considered her a suspect because she had used poison in the murders, but there was no direct investigation. In early 1983, at the FBI's request, Chicago Tribune columnist Bob Green published the address and grave location of the first youngest victim, Mary Kellerman. The story, written with the Keller, Kellerman family's consent, was proposed by FBI criminal analyst John Douglas on the theory that the perpetrator might visit the house or gravesite if he was made aware of the locations. Both sites were kept under 24-hour video surveillance for months, but a killer never surfaced. A surveillance photo of Paula Prince purchasing cyanide-tampered Tylenol at Walgreens at 1601 North Well Street was released by a Chicago Police Department. Police believe that a bearded man seen just feet behind Prince may be the killer. In early January 2009, Illinois' authorities renewed the investigation. Federal agents searched the home of Lewis in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and seized a number of items. In Chicago, an FBI spokesman declined to comment, but said, We'll have something to release later, possibly. 
Law enforcement officials have received a number of tips related to the case coinciding with its anniversary. In a written statement, the FBI explained, This review was prompted in part by the recent 25th anniversary of this crime and the resulting publicity. Further, given the many recent advances in forensic technology, it was only natural to take a second look at the case and recovered evidence. On May 19, 2011, the FBI requested DNA samples from, get this, one of our favorites, Unabomber Ted Kaczynski, in connection to the Tylenol murders. Kaczynski denied having ever possessed potassium cyanide. The first four Unabomber crimes happened in Chicago and its suburbs from 1978 to 1980, and Kaczynski's parents had a suburban Chicago home in Lombard, Illinois, in 1982, where he occasionally stayed. Save some of the boring details. Uh, this is where they invented the safety seal for the package. Now yep. they're double safety sealed. So you have the foil seal on the inside. The package says, do not open if tampered with. Yep. And then the seal on the outside, the plastic barrier that says, do not purchase if tampered with. So that shook up an entire industry. That is a lot of money out of companies producing medicine. They had no reason to do that before. It took something. Yep. It's like... You would think logically you would provide some safety tampering, but that is, and I mean, that went all the way to every food. I'm talking the motherfucking Pringles. It it was helpful in some ways because you now had like a new technology to seal freshness into things, but damn, what a fucking shift in the world. Yeah. Last crazy thing I want to touch on. I mean, obviously the end of this is there's no end. They never found anybody. It was quite literally the perfect crime. I mean, the one the dude that they most likely think did it did not do it. He just tried to hustle Johnson and Johnson, yeah. which is a pretty American ass thing to do. Yeah. But tied into this is thinking about Ted Kaczynski doing it. Uh, it definitely fits his M.O. Yeah, because. He wanted to strike fear in people using modern products. Sure. However. Ted never really wanted to like. He wouldn't just want to kill a civilian. All the people he hit with bombs were involved in the furthering of technology. So he had a very specific agenda. He only wanted to, he's an eco-terrorist. Like he wanted to directly hurt people that were, he he viewed as hurting the environment or creating technology that would hurt the world. And in a lot of ways, Ted Kaczynski was right in his assessment of the future because look at your pocket right now. Or what are you listening to this on? Like there's a big problem with fucking technology. TikTok, dude, your kid's zombied by TikTok. He kind of was worried about this sort of thing. Yeah. But ending on this, dude, I saw an interview with uh, Timothy McVeigh. Him and Ted Gazinski were housed in the same prison and were friends. Did you know about this? Uh-uh. They were pals. Really? And McVeigh did an interview about it, and they were like, what do you guys talk about? They were like, do you guys like compare notes? And he was like, well, yeah, kind of. He's like, you know, Ted was more worried about technology and the environmental side of things where I was more worried about the government's involvement and still am worried about the government's involvement in this country. Like each of them had a point to make. Yeah. They did it the wrong way, but both of them were like trying to get attention on like, Hey man, the government's fucking corrupt and taking a shit on everybody. Sure. And, uh, you know, he probably wasn't very fond of the Jewish race. He could probably sit down with Kanye and have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for Kanye on InfoWars, dude. Man, something something's gonna come out of it that's gonna be like, oh, big surprise. <laughs> like, I got a feeling that <laughs> that uh Jones is gonna be kind of 
because of the current predicament he's in, like a little gun shy to talk about Jews at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then that's the thing that you just need to see. Cause you know, Jones will be like, now when you say Jewish people, what you're referring to is, uh, people of this descent. Well, I want to go one further and talk to you about the Zionist agenda. Doesn't have anything to do with race or nationality. It's a particular agenda that, uh, came down from an intergalactic dimension where people, have found a way because you look at the Rothschild family and they are Jewish, but that's by proxy to the fact that they are enforcing the, uh, the Zionist agenda. Yeah. Kanye is just gonna be like, yeah, man, I've been noticing that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They got to talk, dude. That's going to be, I'm sure that they've talked. Surely. I feel like Rogan's going to have him on. He did have him on again. <laughs> yeah. He was saying, dude, he tiptoed around a little bit on Rogan. There's a couple of things I heard where I was like, he's not going to, yeah, yeah, and that he did. Yeah, <laughs> full blow, man. I mean, it's a mess, and I know I was trying to be funny about it, and I don't think anybody listening to this is ever going to get mad at us. But I, I will say this: it's entirely possible that people are like genetically better at certain things. Yeah, and it's it's definitely possible to point those things out, not even in jest. But as a general rule, without yeah. coming from a hateful place. True. So it's like if I say, these people that live near Ethiopia, they're tall and they're built in a certain way because of genetic stressors that they've been under to run extremely fast for extremely long distances. They're made, they're, they've evolved into endurance athletes because of where they live of thousands of years of like running from lions, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's not racist. That's not even racial. It's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, people in Chicago, I mean, they've put their body under years of stress of slamming old styles, screaming at sports games, yeah, pounding fucking carbohydrates laced with greasy meats. And they've become what they are. Yeah. It's entirely possible that the reason that there are so many Jews in entertainment is because the closest thing to this that is going to could be halfway offensive before I even go there is are Japanese people really good at math? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And the, it's just, it's not rude. It's not wrong to yeah. point out. It's like when you look at statistics, they there's something genetically going on with their brain where they crush math. They're good at numbers. It's not a coincidence that Jewish people are really good at a certain thing. It doesn't mean that Jews have like a giant cabal and have like planned to have a stranglehold on this. Yeah. It could definitely just mean like, man, they're really good at this thing. So a lot of people that end up in the highest paid positions of this thing are Jewish. A lot of doctors are Indian. Yeah. A lot of people that make food in Chicago are Arabian. Like these things are People are geared for certain things. Yeah. And it's not always a conspiracy. Like, there's no way that people in Afghanistan got together 
and wanted to put a fucking stranglehold on the pizza puff industry. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened like that. Yeah. There's no way that Arminian said, we got to drive Ubers. <laughs> like, it didn't happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just is what it is. Uh-huh. So, that's where you get in trouble, is by trying to say that just because all these people do this, it's because they're evil and they've planned yeah. this out. Now, yeah. they did do that, but I'm saying that's not always the case. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thanks for listening to this fucking podcast. Uh, definitely check out our other podcast, Nerd Free Wrestling. It needs the help. It's good. So check it out. You know, it's this, but wrestling. Uh, thanks to our fucking sponsors that we probably don't have anymore after this episode, beerbongs.com, promo code DMD20, 20% off, and free shipping. You can, if you were at the wrestling show, or I know you're going to watch the YouTube video from that, when you see us crank open 20 beers on the way to the ring, the only way we could have done that is with the extreme party gear. Yeah. It just pops a hole, and it's ready to go. Yeah, we need to send a video to them of us using that, dude. Yeah, good thinking. They need to give us some money now that we're doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gurgling Gore Records. Man, if you're anything like the people Kanye West hates, you love a deal. And you can get 10% <laughs> off records, tapes, hats, shirts. You guys love death metal. That's why you listen to this stupid fucking podcast. Yeah. Go get you a nice long sleeve t-shirt. Go get you a crew neck. Yeah. You get 10% right off the top by using promo code Gurgling Dicks. Anything else? Uh, Patreon.com backslash death metal text is very important. If you want to be in an underground sect of racists, you can join up. The cost is only $5 a month. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm Jewish, by the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you want to take on the New World Order. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're going to start a bunker and really fucking <laughs> crank down and keep our population safe. We're never using plastic bottles again. Oh. So we're going to need money to buy stainless steel containers. I got my fucking water bottle back and just left it at Vito's like right away. Yeah, I left mine too, man. I told Mark, so, you know, he tucked it away, but somebody's probably going to take them. Yeah. yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. I like that water bottle. I ain't shelling another 50 out for one. Yeah, that water bottle's pretty sick. Damn it, man. Hurts. Oh, well, man, we love you guys. Thanks for fucking with us. We'll see you later, bitch.